High Nights! Well met and welcome, you travelers, to High Nights. My name is Ross, your resident game master, and I am joined by Takoda, my best friend and player main. Together we strive to improve your tabletop experience with fresh new ideas and plenty of crazy details. To raise more banners in the High Knight's name, remember to subscribe and follow us on your podcasting platform. We are available on Spotify, Apple, Google, and Amazon platforms. You can also visit us at highknightspodcast.com. That's Knights with a K. Wherever you find us, let's muster some more fans for the cause. Thanks again for listening, and now here's what you've all been waiting for. Dakota, it's been years since I've seen you. I have aged and decayed in this sty of a pit, and I have crumpled up, and I've missed you for so long. I'm so sorry. <laughs> We've had a long hi- hi- hiatus. A hi- hiatus, hi- indeed. Hi- hiatus. Yeah. <laughs> we had a karate chop life in the pants earlier this uh, month. Uh, all of October was kind of taken up. Welcome back to High Nights. This is Ross and Takoto. Sorry we've been gone for some time, but uh, we had a lot of uh, things come up personally that we had to take care of first. But now things are more free and we're going to go back to form. Yes, sir. Did you want to mention anything that happened to you? Something important? Uh, Don't October feel like you have was to. my month. Uh, I got married in, so that was pretty cool. Uh, Ross was there. I was there. <laughs> we did have a good time of it. We had a bash of jamboree, and now Cody's a happy man. Yes, yes. I'm sure. so proud. What yep. an exciting thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> it, it was pretty cool what happened. Right, right. Now I got the government involved in my The my government's involved in your love life <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> Damn it. As great game masters, as we return to our dreams, we have to learn how we are going to govern our games. We got to get back to these forms, uh, the new brilliant ideas that we can pitch towards the page so that we can make our games vibrant. Uh, We've gone out of October now, and uh, into November, we're heading towards Thanksgiving. And I think for today's topic, I wanted to talk about food. I just want to chill here and pick your brain since you are actually a pretty proficient cook. I think that you have some style and flavor that you can add to the table of what's your opinion on food in a Dungeons and Dragons or tabletop type setting? What place do you think it has for us here? So the first thing that came to my mind when you pitched the idea though was a Thanksgiving like episode. Oh yeah, (laughs) Thanksgiving episode. Like a special like campaign episode. Right. Things like they walk into this gourmet like hall where the food's made. Think like a Beauty and the Beast, you know, like yes. this elaborate setup. Uh, but before they can start eating, something happens. Like, like the the turkey comes to life, and it's this whole like like slapstick. Oh quest yeah, to, like quell the food before you can eat it. <laughs> right, right. That shit would be funny. Like a zany episode of Chowder, yeah. yeah. Like, um, oh, I was actually browsing through my social media today, and there was a stat block floating around for a turducken. A which, turducken. Yeah. So, not like the food dish, but as a turducken, as a monster, it's like a three-headed turkey, and it has a chicken and a duck head that spew magic out of their maws. Oh, God. It's like a CR-16 monster well, or something, and they have beam weapons. They're crazy. It could be a specialty, uh like item like food for requested for a king and you have to go slay the turducken for dinner <laughs> you know? 
That could be funny. The king only requires the finest of all meals for his great banquet on Thanksgiving Day. You will slay the turducken. After you do the whole quest, you bring it back and all that, you find out the king didn't even like turducken. Like <laughs> oh, like he just not. hates it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fun way to end it. That's oh just my God. funny, dude. Yeah, like, uh, that's a really good idea in the sense of this is great for a one-shot. Uh, I, I don't know what the problem is. Uh, either they quest out and they find the turducken out there, or um, what if everyone's eating dinner and like you said, the food comes to life. Like maybe there's a haunted stuffed turducken and it becomes possessed and rises up off of the table. Then your players have to go into the larder and you travel in the bowels of the dungeon of the, the king's castle to track down the turducken that ran away. Yeah. And you fight like the leftovers. There's like a sausage link monster. There's, oh, there's like a living jello pudding that you fight. That the would be really cool. Man could make an appearance. Oh, the Kool-Aid man. The Kool-Aid oh. man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he just busts through the dining room hall. <laughs> After combat. <laughs> Somebody filled Kool-Aid Man with wine and now he's gone tipsy. He's, he's gone berserk. He's gone berserk. It's Frankie. <laughs> he had the wrong <laughs> liquid. Now he's nut Oh, job. yeah. <laughs> Shit's funny as fuck. That's insane. Oh, yeah. With fighting a turducket, I think you could hide a few little hidden mechanics in there in the sense of when I was first thinking of this premise, I was coming at it in the sense of, uh, when does food show up in Dungeons and Dragons and how is it applicable to us? A lot of dungeon masters kind of, they don't give thought to it, but there's a whole world of food out there. Your players have to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner as their characters whenever they go throughout a game, but we reduce it to rations and they just throw it off their shoulders in the sense of this isn't relevant, eating isn't fun, but I think that- Or you just assume that they are eating. Yeah, exactly. That nobody ever talks about it in most games that I've played in the sense yeah. of they just say, oh, you travel for X amount of days and nights through the jungle, blah, blah, blah. But nobody pays attention to what you're eating because it doesn't matter. I think that we should make it matter in the sense of you take a bite of a select food, like you have a special prepared food for you, like elfin bread, limbus bread, and then it helps carry you on through the elements. Like you have a second chance at a saving throw in a certain environment. Maybe you get temporary hit points, you know? Yeah. I think food would be really fun to put into a tabletop game if you give it the properties of potions. The better thing is that you can't eat it instantly. Like, you can't just swallow a cheese wheel like the Skyrim guy, you know? Pause. <laughs> eat 26 tons of cheese. Yeah. All right, guys, hold up. Oh. <laughs> That shit would be funny, though. It would be hilarious. Run behind the pallet and shield me while he's just gorging. <laughs> That's when you just get a sensu bean. <laughs> I just, just heal my wound. You carry around, like, a slice of cake, and then you just shove it into someone's face when they drop to zero points. It gives them another life. They're having their heart, like, warming, like, you know, last breath speech, and you just shove cake into their face. Like, eat this. <laughs> Stupid. That is stupid. But <laughs> yeah, funny but yeah, it would be funny. You get what I'm saying though, right? Yeah. So like uh, back to your adventure that you proposed, what if one of the secret ways that you fight the turducken is you actually take a bite out of him? Yeah, what if you just eat him <laughs> while you're if fighting? If you just him? eat him while you're fighting him. Like he's super powerful and then you find out, I take a bite out of him. It gives me health back and it hurts <laughs> him. And it was a free action. Yeah. You get to do it once a turn. And Everyone then like, just swarms and starts <laughs> eating him alive. Fuck. <laughs> the, the only, only way, way to beat him is if you keep eating. <laughs> 
That should be funny as well. I would grab a like barbarian style. You you grab his legs and then he does the wheelbarrow walk yeah. and then he's just eating sausage links and devouring <laughs> the food. So funny. <laughs> the the barbarian would be the only one to discover this quickly. Like, oh yeah, he's being pinned. What do you do? I bite him. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> tasty. <laughs> One D four health bag. Like, oh shit! Just keep biting him. <laughs> we put our barbarian in a lot of these situations, <laughs> like uh, with the berry planet. That was also another oh, food yeah. oriented. I need to eat my way out of this situation. Yeah, you get trapped. Just, just eat it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a berry. I think it's fine. Oh yeah, that shit's funny, dude. Oh, uh, there is one thing that does happen in games. Most games that I play. For some reason, we do roleplay rules for drinking, you know? Yeah. Like, when you're drinking a beer or something at the tavern in a tabletop game, it's very common for the dungeon master to just be like, okay, make a constitution save or a fortitude save or whatever. And then you describe, oh, how tipsy or drunk they get. It's like, why does only that apply? Why do we only ever talk about alcohol just for fun? It happens like in little spurs here and there. But we don't really talk about the effects of ingesting anything else. Yeah. You know. Well, putting too many rules, like a hardcore survival campaigns where like you have to eat or you'll die. Right. Like quickly can be tedious, but I think it'd be fun to, if you haven't eaten in a long time for there to be adverse effects too. Not like game changing, but. Oh yeah. So you start losing a little bit of health. Right, in the sense of uh, I did or look- an affliction of some kind. Oh yes, you could get an affliction. Like uh, dehydration is actually very real and there are rules in the DMG about what happens if you don't ingest the certain amount of water every day. Yeah. Like most people have to eat about, I think four pounds of food a day, I forget. It might be off. Something. Um, something like that. But the average medium-sized human creature has to eat four pounds of food a day and they want to drink like one gallon of water a day. That's the rough equation. But if you don't upkeep on that, then you actually get levels of exhaustion, which is disadvantage on your skill checks. And then you keep going down the line until eventually your character can no longer move and then they just fucking die. Like you can die of exhaustion. It's yeah. very not cool. We could die without water in three days. That's something that a lot of us take for granted. Yeah, it's important. It's very important, but that's why a lot of people nowadays aren't really uh, focused on that in their tabletop game. There's so many races that are coming out now that can ignore sleeping, they can ignore breathing, they can ignore yeah, food and water. Everything has dark vision. Everything you know, has dark vision. Like you're kind of getting rid of uh, fun interactions that could happen. Exactly, you know? yeah. Like I'm not trying to make this a hardcore experience, but there's a reason that I play the human fighter all the time. Well, because I want my experience to be fantastic. Well, and imagine if uh, you had the campaign where eating was important. Like people, at some point during the day, they should find time to eat, like keep rations on them or something. Right. But then, since that's a normal part of the campaign, later on you could introduce things like food poisoning. Oh and yeah. And stuff from, uh, you know, or uh, NPCs, you know, you're, you're accepting food from people that like strangers and stuff. Right. It could be spiked, anything. You could just set up an entire fun little quest out of it just because it's a normal part of the campaign. Oh right. Like that they uh, wouldn't expect. Your players, yeah, actually, that's a great yeah. idea. Uh, as your players travel about the land, we don't have to have food three times a day. You just say that they have one meal that they all yeah. share each day. It's whatever you scavenge along the road. 
but maybe a passing traveler wants to share some of their uh, hors d'oeuvres with you. And then you pop a squat, sit by the fire and eat with the stranger and you talk with them for a bit until all the players fall unconscious, they've been drugged. Yep. Then they can wake up in whatever type of crazy situation you want to put them in. Yep. So that would be a lot of fun. You establish that normality. Everyone has to eat. You have like a powwow time where all the players interact together and they eat. And then you can break the mold and create new opportunities for adventure and surprise because you've decided to fuck with their meal time. Exactly. And you can, you know, there's always those really cool things like, uh, what is that uh, cantrip that you can change the taste of stuff? Prestidigitation. Prestidigitation, the really cool one. That can, <laughs> you can have a lot of cool interactions with that then too. Oh yeah. You know, like you can ch change the taste of something you don't like to something you do like, or even more fun for role play scenarios, you can just fuck with somebody else. An NPC, a king, you know, he's drinking wine, you can turn it to taste like piss or something. <laughs> yeah, Just fucking right. with people would be, I don't know, I feel like that would also add a layer of stuff to it too. Oh dude, but like, think about what if you were a barred chef and then you used your school of knowledge to pick up wizard spells like that. Then all of your performance roles are you cooking and you're like, you're on Iron Chef. You're competing you're, against you're other shitty, chefs. You're actually a bad cook, but you're using <laughs> prestidigitation yeah, you're just to win with, all the time. Yeah. Well, you can use the, yeah, you can swindle so many people. Imagine like putting up contests for like a, uh, eating hot peppers, you know, yes. in real life, something like that. Just something disgusting, like it's a competition, but you're just kind of cheating the whole time. Right. So you're making it worse for them, better for you <laughs> until you win and just get a bunch of money. You could be a hustler. Dude, exactly. That's what I'm here for. That'd oh. be cool too. I think it would be really awesome. You could just take the guys on the rodeo show. That's like your side quest for your bar. They want to become the greatest chef in all the land, even though they have little to no cooking skills. They literally are terrible. <clears throat> like their food doesn't even look good. Right. Oh, it's like a brown slop. <laughs> yeah. But when they eat it, you have the like food wars reaction, you know, like people Ooh, geeking yeah. out about it. Oh, exactly. Like, this is amazing. Eventually, you'll finally fight a boss, and yeah. it's just uh, the appeal for style in the dish. Someone has a really good looking dish that already tastes bad, and then you have your bad looking dish. Oh, we have to dress it up yeah. a little bit. Quick, go steal some paint. Well, imagine some <laughs> shenanigans like, uh, this this has happened too often. So now the next person he's competing against is doing the same shit. Oh. So they both made each other's dish taste like shit. So they oh. both lose. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Like eventually somebody's gonna catch on and do it too. Oh right, right. <laughs> I wow. just think it's funny. I think that is hilarious. Like yeah. that that's like its own uh game in itself. If everyone's on board for a hilarious type of campaign, then you could totally follow them on the Iron Chef quest. It'd be fun, man. Oh man. Just imagine, like, <laughs> spicing someone's food. Like, uh, you you get a job on uh, the prison task force. You you just become the lunch lady at a prison, and you start fucking poisoning the guards' meals <laughs> so that you can break a guy out of there. I think that there's so many Dude. applications for using food in your adventure. Yeah. Everyone has to eat. Exploit that. Exactly. Just a lot of situations you can put yourself in that you wouldn't have been able to prior. Oh, so that's yeah. That's a lot of fun. Uh, there are also a lot of rogues that are really involved in poisoning, you know, like... Make poison relevant again. Yeah. yeah, so poison is kind of relevant. Like, it takes a lot of an ask from the dungeon master, as we've talked about before. Poison and disease are in the game, 
But think about where does a poisoner come from? They aren't exactly the Iron Chef like we were talking about before, but a poisoner could easily be someone who runs a tea shop, you know? Yeah. You can have a player do that, or you could have an NPC set up a trap where the tea shop is uh, where they assassinate one of the party members, you know? <laughs> if someone wants to get them dead, that's how you strike back at them yeah. with just a sweet old man at a tea shop. That's something cool. along those lines. For sure. But what is poison if not food we cannot have? That's yeah. what spicy hot peppers are. Yeah. Man, just spiking people. That'd be funny <laughs> as shit. Are uh, dragonborn or tiefling immune to spicy peppers? Things like that. Are there some foods that would only kill some certain types of creatures? Can a tabaxi have chocolate? Can a tabaxi <laughs> have chocolate? Yes. <laughs> These are the questions we need to ask. Yeah. Can a shifter or a werewolf have chocolate? Yeah. <laughs> You, can you just poison them with a candy bar? <laughs> <laughs> Should be funny. Yeah, shit is funny. And that's why, like, I, uh, I always have to play a human because I want to be put in those types of situations where there's some things I can and cannot do. There's some things I can and cannot eat. Yeah. Potions, on the other hand, another easy way of, like, there is food in the game, but we just don't talk about it. Potions are just insta-use. And no... Think about how nobody talks about what a potion tastes like. What do you think a health potion tastes like? Probably tastes like ass, dude. It, it tastes like ass? It probably does not taste good. A health potion, it's going to Like, drink a bottle of NyQuil. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. I don't think it's going to taste good. It's going to taste worse than medicine because it's just chemicals. Oh, like it, really? It's it's chemicals. I don't think they sweeten it or make it try to taste good. Hmm. I'm just saying. Like, you put that stuff in a test tube and then hand it to somebody and they down it. <laughs> that's it. That was the entire process. Okay. See, that's really interesting because I always imagine that the way potions are made, since everything's magic in this world anyway, people would enchant them to taste good, right? So if you're I clever, maybe. I imagine that like a red health potion tastes like cherry. You really? Know? Yeah, like like a cherry soda or something. Tastes like bleach. Whoa! <laughs> like, drink this. Put some hair on your chest. <laughs> maybe some like strong vodka. Okay. <laughs> I'm thinking like only a only an undead necromancer would drink bleach. Is that what they? <laughs> <laughs> That's their health potion. <laughs> Azrakar the Immortal has a bleach and tonic on the side. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it kills and makes him stronger. Yes! <laughs> oh, dude. Just, ew. I'm thinking of that. Yeah. Potions I, I can't stop thinking good. about drinking bleach. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Just down a bottle of bleach. Why is my here? brain stuck on this? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. The epitome of death. <laughs> <laughs> You know how funny that'd be, though? Your opponent just whips out a bottle of bleach and starts downing it. Like, what the fuck is happening? He's gonna off himself. Like. You switch someone's brandy with, like, shoe polish. You just make him drink a fucking chemical you found. Oh, no. That's a good way to do it. Oh, dude. That's actually another one. Yeah, just substitute yeah. their health potions for poison. Oh, my They're God. gonna take it in a dire situation, and it's just gonna kill them. Oh, you know, there is That'd actually, it's written down in the rules, there is a fake health potion which has been brewed for the game. It looks, smells, and tastes just like any other normal health potion, it says in the description. But when you drink it, you take damage. Like, it hits you. The fucking potion is the opposite of yeah. a health potion. So, those already exist. I think that magic is kind of sneaky in the sense of you can make any potion look or taste or feel like another potion. 
Yeah, that's why I'm trying to ask you, what do you think these potions taste like? Do you think all potions taste horrible or are there any good tasting potions or are they all medicine? I would say they're not, some are probably not as bad. Think of mm. the broad spectrum of alcohol. Right. In my opinion. Like they can taste completely different than each other. They could probably be mm. good ones. Well, like I'll say, um, Potion of invisibility. Especially with magic. I, when I'm thinking potions, I, I, I always think more mat or uh, science and whatnot, less magic. You know. More science, less magic. Yes, you're right. For a potion, I, you know, I'm thinking test tubes and somebody being a alchemist or something. Yeah, there is uh, the alchemist, which is a yeah. subclass for artificer that does exist. So sciency, but like, there's no reason that a magic user wouldn't be able to do it too. Right. Prestidigitation is definitely going to be like your helper. That's going to be like your cooking high end. Mate. I was going to say high end uh, <laughs> potions probably taste really good because they're adding that stuff to it. Oh, them. dude. Chef Wizard is totally on my list to do now. Yeah. My list of things I have to make. Chef Wizard would be cool. Like, dude, you're literally just a snake oil salesman. Like, you're, you're <laughs> selling the same potions as the stall next to you, but mine is better, so it's worth 10 times more. Oh, dude. Like, uh, <laughs> instead of an arcane focus, you have a, uh, a component pouch, except your component pouch is just a bunch of spice shakers. Yeah. And you're like, press the digitation, shake, 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 shake. Dude, <laughs> make them even a little more slimy. Like it's just water with food coloring in it and press the digitation. <laughs> it's actually not gonna do anything. <laughs> 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 but you're selling it for triple the cost of regular health potions. Oh, what is Charlotte? He's a hermit. He goes around like city holds and does that shit. Sells his wonderful food cleansing elixir. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny as heck. One drop turns your souffle into a golden But somebody wonder. in the party's gonna fall for it, too. Oh, you know, they it's have a to. super potion? Yeah, yeah, I'll take it. I would. I'd probably fall for it. <laughs> now I'm like, I'm thinking in the sense of, uh, what if someone messes this up like chowder? Like, what if they take the super potion and squeeze the whole fucking thing out on one food or item? It the just, whole thing? Yeah, they just empty it all out. Like... You're only supposed to use one drop at a time of this special elixir to beautify any food in front of you, but they just squirt the entire thing out and overdose it. <laughs> I don't know. That's okay. Dude, a chowder episode would be, or a character yeah. would be pretty cool. Because <laughs> the, the wacky foods you can come up with, like what if there's a food that if you don't eat it in a certain amount of time, it reverts and comes back to life. <laughs> like, oh yeah. I don't know. <laughs> You have this little like meat pie, but if you don't eat it in 24 hours, it's gonna turn into like two full-grown chickens, and now it's just annoying <laughs> and it's chaos. Right? Oh yeah. <laughs> like stupid shit like that. Like oh, it's a multiplying sandwich. Yeah. Oh, actually, this is great. This goes into food horror. So, uh, have you ever heard of the Neverending Rice Bowl? Okay, so it's like a small mini comic somewhere. I'll have to go look it up and give it to you later. But uh, there's this. Uh, there's this premise where there's this kid who falls in love with eating sweet rice and it's in a bowl and he just wishes out loud, I wish that this rice would never end. I wish I had infinite rice. And he would eat from the bowl and every time that he ate it, it would replenish itself when he looks away and he looks back. And uh, he's overjoyed at first, but then eventually he gets full and he doesn't want to eat the rice anymore. It just keeps coming. And it just keeps yeah. growing until like his house overflows with rice and it starts breaking out of doors and windows and shit and he freaks out. He runs it to town and he's like, everybody help, the rice is taking over. And there's like a mound of rice appearing on the hill where his house oh, is. No. Like, Food could be your antagonist. Food could be the fighting force that you have to face. Yeah. I think that would be fucking terrifying. Like. 
some crazy nobleman wishes something like that and all of a sudden their favorite jelly donut keeps multiplying because they don't <laughs> eat them fast enough. Well, yeah, and then add, what's it called? Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Like, oh, yeah! living yeah. food. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. It goes off the rails like crazy. I want to have a Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs adventure. <laughs> That'd be fun Let's do it. And you're just like, okay, everybody, there's meatballs yeah. raining from the sky. <laughs> Roll a deck save. <laughs> Man, and the best part is everybody's going to get so distracted with the chaos that a solution's going to be easy. Like, just go to where the problem began, do something, break it, whatever. You have to defeat the enchanted and cornucopia. Yeah, but instead of making a beeline there, it's like there's living food everywhere. You know, it's chaos. Like, right. <laughs> that shit would be funny. You're fighting the stuffed chickens and shit. Yeah. Like, this food that comes to life to attack you. Because at you. first it's probably funny. Like, they're not hard to defeat. <laughs> like, this is easy, whatever. But then it, they just keep getting more numbers every wave <laughs> until eventually you're like, fuck, we gotta get out of here. So Cloudy with a Chance of Meat just fighting food as the antagonist force. I think that's a brilliant idea that I yeah. totally want to have on the table at some point. That would be fun. And then the that mm. chef in the party, everybody's looking to him for answers. Like, why the fuck? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like, everybody looks at the wizard when magic stuff's going on, and it's like, why would he know? Just because he's a wizard? Oh, okay. Same thing with the cook. Like, I don't know what's happening <clears throat> just because it's food, bro. So, Chef Wizard, then we can take him and he could be the central character for this quest, for this Cloudy and the Chance of Meatballs type storyline. He's this great, famous chef. He's decided to create the most delicious town possible, you know, of Chew and Swallow. I know I'm embellishing here, but yeah. just go with it. They're the ones who have made this city and invited all these people together to eat from the giant food everywhere. Yeah. But then his enchanted cornucopia goes haywire, starts launching all this food into the atmosphere. Like it keeps generating giant foods. And all the time, you and the players are asking this man, how do we solve this? How do we fix this? And he just mentions the cornucopia, but he's too scared to do anything about it. You find out that he's not a good chef at all because he can't cook his way out of this mess. Yeah, he doesn't know anything. He's just hiding and cowering in the corner. He's just like, I'm done. I've used up the last <laughs> of my tricks. Just he literally caused the me. chaos and then he runs away and cowers. <laughs> yeah. He's, he is not the hero. He's not the hero. He's the problem. And then the players find out, wait, what? Yeah. You fucking betrayed us? Like, you you know what's going on here and you're not helping because you're scared? Yeah. It'd be funny if his motivations were, like, not even good either. Like, he just wanted to cook for the king or something. So he entered this competition and he just fucked it up. Oh yeah, fame and fortune. Yeah. I imagine that he was probably making fun of his wife one day for cooking and then he decided to enchant her food so that it tasted good. Her food became the talk of the town and then he stole her fame because he wants fame and fortune. He yeah. wanted the king and queen to idolize him so he wanted to become a celebrity chef. Yep. I think a magic user would totally stoop that low. Well, maybe a wizard I would have to say. I was trying to think of a fun name for the guy. <laughs> I, I, oh, I, I so, was thinking yeah. Bobby Flay. Bobby <laughs> Flay. <laughs> I'm writing that down even though we're not using it. Bobby Flay is funny, dude. Bobby Flay. <laughs> well, go with like guy food names. Yeah. <laughs> he, he does the shit. It starts like everything's going down. He's like, diners, drive-ins, and dives. Yeah. And then he dives off the cliff. Like he did. He just dips. <laughs> he, he literally just... And dies, and then he's gone. Like he's, this is like not the first time he's done this. 
He's fucked up other towns. It's like, when you go to confront him, he's wearing his wetsuit already. <laughs> like, he's about to swim. You're like, why are you wearing that? <laughs> he plotted out his exit this whole time. He's like, what an ass. <laughs> gives you a thumbs up and dives <laughs> off the end. My work here is done. Time to move on to the next town and do it all over again. <laughs> That'd be so After you solve menace. this entire like situation, you're on the road again, yeah, yeah. adventure, and you just pass him. Like, <laughs> what do you do? Like, yeah. nah, fuck this guy. You hear a wagon coming up the road, except the wagon wheels are made of cookies, and it's a gingerbread model carriage, and you're like, that fucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gotta end him now. <laughs> what would his name be? Like, uh, if we steal a chowder type name, you know? Like, well, yeah, yeah, think of the chowder characters. There's panini, gazpacho, endive. Like, food-type words or uncommon foods. Um, Joey Capicoli. That's a good one. Yeah, I'm just, I'm spitballing here, but that's one idea. Man, I'm blanking. I keep thinking of crab cakes, and I can't turn that into anything. <laughs> crab cake Jake. Yeah, crab just cake get, Jake. get stupid with it. <laughs> Crab cake Jake. And maybe, then, it, maybe it's a girl and her name is Pudding. Oh, Pudding! <laughs> pudding. Oh. Hey there, More darling. <laughs> yeah. My name is Pudding. <laughs> pudding Pop. Oh, what is the elephant's name in Venture Time? Oh, Tree Trunks? Tree Trunks. What does Tree Trunks always cook? Uh, apple pies. Oh, it's apple pies. Thought it was something else. Uh, you know. If you want to make fun of me, you could say Roscoe Bosco. Roscoe like Bosco Breadsticks. Bosco Remember from, from the school? lunch school? Yeah. yeah. Bosco Breadsticks were every Thursday, and it was like my favorite day for lunch. And it's just marinara sauce and cheap bread. I think that's a millennial thing. I'll, I'll ask Lily if they got Bosco Sticks still. Oh, yeah. You better ask her, okay? <laughs> oh, just a millennial thing. You're the same age as me, basically. Yeah. He's an old man, guys. It's okay. Wow. We don't understand his references. Oh, he's... I'm so <laughs> old. I'm six months younger. <laughs> six months younger. That's what I'm saying, you dummy. You're not even a whole year after me. Damn. So yeah, Crab Cake Jake, this terrible motherfucker. He's really good at swimming in the sea. Sally Salmon. Sally Salmon. I don't know. Sally Salmon Free. Salmon Fraser. <laughs> His gang is the Salty Splatoon. <laughs> Wait, no. <laughs> we don't say that here. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is an explicit podcast. <laughs> the sal- <laughs> okay, so if there's like a bad guy group, if they have like a bunch of researchers or sous chefs, they all have to be dressed as foods in some way. <laughs> yeah. Like... If one of them's wearing like a big salt shaker costume, dude, you gotta have the uh, the One Piece theme, the, the yes. noodle guy from Water Seven. Oh, him, I hated yeah. that guy, but he was a noodle. He was a noodle mancer, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Wait, so you can just reflavor all of your spells as a spellcaster and make yeah. them food based. So, Evard's Black Tentacles is where you have this whole noodle portal open up. It's a, a black octopus tentacle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the pasta starts grabbing you and pulling you in, and it's like, now the food eats you. <laughs> That'd be funny as hell, dude. There's just so many fun ways that you can change this game, that you can stylize it for yourself. I think that food is a big flavor portion of the game, but um, 
definitely needs to be included. Dude, they gotta have a bunch of one-liners. A bunch of one-liners? Yeah, like, <laughs> don't be so salty as they're, as they're beating the shit out of you. The bring, salty splinter. Bring back, bring back uh, pocket sand, but it's salt. <laughs> salt in the eyes. They're like, you'll never beat me. I'm a seasoned veteran. <laughs> yeah. shit like that. Variety is the can't spice of life. The heat, get out of the kitchen. <laughs> Beating you with a frying pan. There's a guy dressed up. He's dressed up as like a jalapeno pepper, and he has fire-based attacks. <laughs> that is so stupid. Yeah, dude. You have to fight a whole kitchen staff. They're like the final boss. Somebody yells, give me the meat tenderizer. And he just gets a fucking sludgehammer. They're like, protect the cornucopia. And you guys are like, we're done with this. Yeah. You were supposed to help us destroy this thing hours ago. And you ended up being the bad guys. You fucking idiots. I hate these guys. They're so obnoxious. Okay. We're taking the salty splatoon. <laughs> salty the splatoon. So we have a hot pepper guy. <laughs> there you go. And then uh, you said there's a, a muscle dude with a meat tenderizer? Yeah, why not? He's the brute. Yeah, meat brute. <laughs> He's got your meat club. Yeah. You could literally put a uh, gingerbread cookie guy in here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can't catch him? He's ginger the ginger brute. <laughs> the ginger brute, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a speedster. He's the speedster. You can't catch me, and he's zooming around. Yeah. Fucking dumb. Okay, and then one girl to round it out, because then that makes five, which includes uh, our Bobby Flay character. She could be an aquatic race, but like like a shrimp person. I don't know. Oh, yeah, so like maybe they're like a merfolk of some kind. Like, oh, it's the it's the mermaid sushi girl. Yeah. And she's the one who helps with the getaway because she can take Bobby Flay and dive under the water with Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. But fighting, I picture her with, since she's the sushi guy, she's just got the dual wielding... Oh, nice. yeah, she just the got cleavers. the knives on her. Yeah. Dude, that's actually really awesome. There you go. Oh, I would... <laughs> if anyone needs to be saved from this crew, I would try to save her. Come on, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, she's cool. She sounds really hot. <laughs> maybe, the, maybe the pepper guy. He sounds fun. Pepper guy? Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe pepper so, guy. So, pepper guy or a sushi girl, one of them has to be redeemed <laughs> yeah. in some way at the end of the day. Dude, imagine they convince one of them to join the group temporarily. Oh <laughs> like, my gosh. The rest of the serious campaign, you have <laughs> Pepper Guy or Sushi Girl following. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's the cook now. <laughs> he's like, I'm sorry, I must ask a favor of you. My family of pepper farm growers is being held hostage down in the south. <laughs> I need you to help avenge the spiciest family alive. Every time he cooks food, he makes it unreasonably spicy for everybody. And then you get mad, he's like, spice is the season of life. Like, he refuses to change it. I remind you of how well you live with the pain I put in this food. <laughs> Don't be a baby. <laughs> like, he's just mean to him. <laughs> You send him to fuck with the bad guy's food supply. You're <laughs> yeah. just like, give him a day. He'll come back and they'll all be miserable. <laughs> they'll be stuck in the outhouse, you know, <laughs> like having a Taco Bell. There's a bunch of hobgoblins muscling for the outhouse. <laughs> just walk past them. Yeah. <laughs> if they all have dysentery, then they can't fight you. Exactly. <laughs> so food, the food campaign is good pretty so the far. The food game, yeah. Man, we have a lot of callbacks for this that I wasn't expecting. Think of the hamburger helper demon, too. Yes, like, actually, he yeah. he works very well as well. We had a whole the idea. The whole Kellogg's, like, 
pantheon. Oh, <laughs> like, we have to investigate the meat monsters coming out of uh, Nick Ronald's factory. Yeah. Remember? Oh, yeah, the, the Ronald McDonald factory. Oh, yeah, you the know, Nick Ronald. Clown. <laughs> yeah, the scary clown food factory. Yeah. That is something that we have to get to the bottom of because... Where's all this mystery meat coming from? Yep. Why are the villagers disappearing? <laughs> oh, yeah. He's we talked about that, right? Yeah. All of it's coming full circle. Wild. We have it. And all of this evidence is here to support that the food game's already happening. We can just stick this in as a one-shot in an existing campaign. Your players will go, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, don't even tell them about the one shot. They're just like, what's happening? Right. Don't even mention it. But if you start adding food to your games like this, adding this module, and you start saying, oh, if you come up with a dish that you're cooking for your players tonight as you're camping, then give them a little extra hit points, just some small bonus, and then they'll want to do it all the time. Then that circles back to the beginning of you can exploit their meal time to do whatever you want in the future. Yeah, exactly. Well, and if they experiment and get different random buffs from food, they can utilize those too. Yeah. Like if they're if they're making their little snacks that sustain them on their journeys, but they are imbuing them with these weird little buffs. Right. That could be cool. Oh, it's yeah. nothing game breaking, but just why not, you know? Well, as a quest reward, think about how the gods always have their own special foods. In Greek mythology, there's nectar and ambrosia, which is the food of the gods and only the gods can eat it because it sustains them. I imagine that if the players please a god or a higher entity and they manage to get something like the holy olive oil sauce, then you should give them some extra buff whenever they use it in their meals. You can say it has X charges. Who yeah. fucking cares? It would be super fucking cool. I like it. I mean, you could have a whole like character build around the food. Like he has to spend an action to consume a food that gives him a weird buff. Oh yeah. And then, I don't know. He can consume a different food to using another action to get a different weird buff. Oh yeah, I did have a, a friend who told me about his fighter subclass chef homebrew. In the sense of, he was playing a bugbear chef, a character I've played before. His chef was centered around the idea of they go into combat with a boiling pot of soup. Like, they have a two-handed mall-sized soup ladle and it's just got cooked soup in the bottom of it and then as you're fighting you hit enemies with your soup ladle and then if you see a comrade or an ally nearby within 30 feet as one of your actions you can sling soup into their mouth oh, and then they regain hit points like you're a healer <laughs> <laughs> you're a healer that could go so terribly wrong yeah but the thing the catch is that what if you miss? Exactly. If you miss, then you either splash your friend with boiling soup, or you splash an enemy with boiling soup, which is better. Or worse, an enemy eats the soup that flies at them, and then they yeah. get healed. That was the trade-off, is that it was a powerful ability, but it was a really stupid mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that could be abused by both people, the DM and the guy doing it. Right, exactly. I totally think that, uh, you know... That's why we want to push these boundaries and play around with the idea of food a little bit because there's a happy medium for it. We can we can create whatever we want to integrate more food. It doesn't have to be combat. That was just one example. Yeah, I think food could be a really fun mechanic to actually put into the games for sure. Oh yeah, just, just not with huge annoying detriments associated with them. I think little penalties. So if you're eating rotten food or drugged food or diseased food, if you're eating food that's messed with, then you should have 
oh, they're poisoned, and by poisoned, I would just mean they get disadvantage on their attack and skill rolls or whatever. Yeah. That sucks enough. It doesn't have to be a giant major boner of a, of a bad time. Yeah, for sure. I think that food should just give tiny little bonuses to encourage your players to keep doing it every day because having five to ten extra hit points is going to make or break some combats and people don't have to focus on that all the time it doesn't take up all of their brain they just kind of write it down on their character sheet and go yeah and you also get your players to sit down and talk to each other when they're doing that then you say okay Who's making the fire? Who's getting the meat? Who's collecting the vegetables Just and putting together? Role play, yeah. yeah, this is how you get your players to role play. Like, when you sit down and have a meal with friends, that is a very intimate time. That's when we're all connecting and talking and sharing food together. Like, that's why you gotta bring snacks and bribe your dungeon master with them too. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that for any reason <laughs> or anything. Oh, I'm not hungry right now. <laughs> We're always hungry. Oh, we're always hungry. We are the barbarians. Well, we smashed so many freaking snacks last night. Yeah, we did. It was amazing. Oh, man. Dude, I was pretty high. I, I was <laughs> crazy <laughs> high. I was smashing those oatmeal cream pies left and right. Oh, and my God. Whoa. I ate like a whole box of those uh, uh, Ritz or whatever they were. Yeah. Dude, if it weren't for so hard that we laughed, I would have been off the walls high. Like, laughing as hard as we did while watching Dude, that movie I was, crying. was really what saved us. I was crying. It was so uh, fucking funny. But just Connor. He just... Oh, <laughs> Connor. Connor was on an episode before. Shout out. We'll right. add what episode that was in. Shout out to our boy Connor when we were world building with him. Funniest guy ever. Oh, man. <laughs> we have some more jokes that maybe we'll share with him another time. Anyways, I feel like that was a really good session. Thanks for getting back together with me, Cody. I know it's been a long time, but it feels so good to have you back in the studio. Yeah, uh, we're back to a schedule, so. Right, so rough schedule going forward is that uh, as time starts to encroach on us, we have the holidays approaching. We're going to go to a bi-weekly schedule. We're going to upload every other Thursday starting from now. Thank you for being patient with us thus far, and uh, we just needed to get back on our feet after a hiatus. But we're here for you, and we're going to keep spreading that wonderful High Nights name. Uh, have a good night. See you guys next time. See you around.